0: I guess I just always been into like my roots and my culture, which is funny because I don't feel like my family is like that. So I didn't grow up very, you know, some parents are very like Mm Afrocentric and I don't say celebrating Kwanzaa like that far, but like stuff like that, like it's all about black power. Yeah, my parents are not like that. So I'm not even sure where I got this idea that I wanted to go. And I think I even told my grandfather once, I'm going to Africa, or we're from Africa. He like, we ain't from Africa. I'm from Arkansas. I'm like, Grandpa, your parents came from somewhere, let him tell he ain't from Africa. And I thought that was just the craziest thing ever because I'm like, no, your parents and their parents came from somewhere and it did not start in Arkansas. <laughs> um, so that was funny.
1: You come along with me. Hello, hello! Welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad Perspectives on Studying Abroad from Past and Present Students of Color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today I have my friend Tiffany as the guest, aka Tiffy. Uh, tiffany has a travel blog called Sweet Tiffy's Inspirations. Whoever dressed for that is tiffany travels.com. And Tiffany was actually referred to me by Danielle Desir. Uh, I know she's uh, come up a couple times (laughs) this year, but I wanted to express my appreciation toward Danielle for that. Um, Danielle Desir is the host of the Thought Card podcast, which I was a guest on back in April. And so not so long after that episode came out, Danielle recommended Tiffany to me and put us in contact with each other and here we are today so thank you so much for that Danielle. Uh, (laughs) That's weird, I feel like I'm talking to myself. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Tiffany is such a sweet person and she started traveling internationally in 2007 when she went to Ghana as an undergraduate student. And that was a really fun time that she had there, just full of all these amazing new experiences. And Ghana has since become one of uh, those places in the world that's really close to her heart. So that was in 2007, and then she continued to travel since then. We talked a lot about Ghana, we talked some about South Africa, which she went to as part of a, a different type of study trip when she was in grad school. And um, we talked a lot about her her journey so far with travel blogging. She's been doing that since 2016, and just tell me about her motivations for why she's doing what she's doing, and you know what her personal mission is and what her personal goals are um, for travel blogging and beyond. And uh, she was just really pleasant to talk to, very upbeat, nice sense of humor, and just. Um, just so open about sharing about her experiences and and everything else so without further ado sit back relax and enjoy my interview with my friend tiffany hurd Well, hello. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you as well. Um, thank you for agreeing to be a guest on this podcast. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, I had a question for you. Oh, yeah, because it was um, Danielle, the other Danielle, who yeah. mentioned you to me. I was just curious how you two know each other. So we actually just met off of social media a couple years
0: ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't even remember which group it was in, but Danielle was super, super nice to me. Um, she actually had posted about people having blogs and if we wanted to critique each other's blogs. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was just, just starting out. So she helped me out with some stuff on WordPress. And so I was like, Danielle, I'll ever be great. You know, forever be grateful for you helping me out when I literally was just starting. So that's Mm -hmm. how we met. We've been trying to meet in person, Um, Because she lives on the East Coast, I live on the West. So when I was on the East, I think she wasn't there. Um, So one day, hopefully, we'll actually get to meet in person. I would love to get into podcasting, but I feel like it seems like so much with the blog and then the social media sites. I'm like, oh, Lord, a podcast. And then, you know, YouTube. Like It just seems like it's so much uh, stuff to do, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Are you already on YouTube? Um, okay. So not really. I have a YouTube channel <laughs> Okay. and
0: I only upload the reason why I even have the YouTube is channel, because when I upload videos into my blog, it's easier to upload in from the YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. whatever videos I make while I'm abroad, I just upload them into the YouTube. So I was technically say yes, but technically no. Cause. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So Starting with you know the conversation that we're you know supposed to be having today, mm-hmm. um, why don't we start with you introducing yourself if you don't mind?
0: Okay, my name is Tiffany Heard. I'm from Los Angeles, California. Um, I currently have a travel blog right now. Um, I've been blogging for about three years, um, and the first story starts with Thailand, and it's been taking off ever since then um I love blogging so check out the blog um it's sweet tiffy's inspirations because my goal is simply to inspire others I know it sounds cliche and I know other people may use that tagline as well um, but truly when people tell me that I'm inspired them just based off my travels like uh, my heart is really warmed um, when people tell me that Mm -hmm. um and by trade um I'm a social worker so yeah, that's a little bit about me, uh, educational-wise, went to undergrad at Cal State Long Beach, if anybody's familiar with the California area. And then I also went to Howard University, whoop, whoop, HBCU uh, <laughs> in Washington, D.C.
1: Okay, wonderful, wonderful. <clears throat> okay, so it's been three years since you've been doing your blog. Yeah, I... Um, I I when I was looking through your blog cuz I was just trying to get a, a better feel for like who you are you know mm-hmm. was just trying <laughs> to do a little bit of research and I and I noticed that um seems like what you put out there gets a lot of response and I thought that was really cool that you have like a um, I don't want to say a fan base, a following that is so <laughs> interested in what you have to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so, so I must, I must tell a little secret. There are people that are engaged, and there are, but I'm also in commenting pods as well, um, mm. just to be truthful or you know open and honest. Um, but I act. I, I do. I w- I don't like to call it a fan base either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually do have followers that are really in tuned. Even when I think that they aren't paying attention, they absolutely are. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes when I get discouraged and be like, nobody's reading, and I should just stop writing, nobody cares about what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'll always get a message that okay, this one message will carry me through the next blog post. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, yes, um, I recently had a, um, I received a message from one of my uh, recent posts and like it literally had me in tears. Um, and these are things, again, that you don't know until people are actually commenting or sometimes I'll send people the link to the blog and they'll be like, oh, I'm already getting it. I already read it. And I feel like, oh, you actually <laughs>
1: <laughs> you mm-hmm.
0: actually read it. So it's exciting when you get feedback.
1: Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I understand how sometimes it can feel like you're just throwing stuff out into like the other, and you don't know if it's going anywhere, if anyone sees it, but then you get, you know, you get the, those confirmations that someone has seen it and it's, um, it's been beneficial to someone in some way. That's, that's a really nice feeling. Exactly. Um yeah. And you said you were in commenting pods. Is that like a thing where you agree to like both comment on each other's blogs? Is that what that is? Yeah. So sometimes
0: okay. you, uh, well you post your link and then they post there. So different things like that. So it can be maybe up to 10 or 15 commenters. Um, it just depends, but sometimes, um, that could be frustrating too because everybody doesn't do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, but then some of them, I, um, that I get are natural.
1: Okay, yeah. gotcha. And you said you um you have your blog because you want to inspire people. I mean, what makes you want? What makes that important to you? What makes you want to inspire people in the way that you're trying to do?
0: Um, I think it simply comes from. I think I'm to a point now where I don't care what other people think about me. Like I'm living my life. And so you can take it or leave it. And other people are not to that point. Um, And so I always hear different comments of, um, so recently, and I don't know if you saw this blog post, but I recently wrote a a, um, a blog about being fat and being positive and all mm. this kind of stuff. Yes. I read so, that one. Yes. It was yes. good. So, <laughs> thank you. Um, So when I wrote that one, it was Um, if you you read the content, it was in response to something that occurred to me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I guess you would call it, I don't know if it would be body shaming, or kind of bullying, kind of along those lines. And so when I posted that, or even before I posted the blog, when I posted the picture, I got so much response from women saying simply, Um, Tiffany, you inspired me to go buy a bathing suit. And for me, that's like, huh? When we go to the pool, we buy a bathing suit, right? (laughs) Um, So for me, that's normal. But for other people, they're very afraid to do different things. Mm -hmm. And so I travel is my thing amongst others other things I love to do besides travel but travel is a big thing for me so if you want to travel that's what I want you to do but I want you to insp- I want you to be inspired to do whatever you want to do whether mm. that's something simply as put on this outfit or simply as go on a plane you know people are afraid to fly maybe because of their size so I would say I have like three things or three things that could seem to be counted against me. I am African-American. I'm a woman and I'm plus size. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So these are things that people can see as bad, you know, but for me, those are things that that's just who I am. So it doesn't stop me from doing anything. So basically to answer your question, I want to inspire people to do things that they've always wanted to do.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's so important. And, um, well, maybe it's easier now because you said you don't really care what people have to say. But I appreciate you like <laughs> being vulnerable or just like sharing about, you know, um, I guess kind of your journey with like how you feel about yourself, especially within the context of going to all these new places, you know. Um yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and I and again, I'm to this place now. I wasn't always here in and, and that. That was me being vulnerable in that post that you read mm-hmm. um, simply because it's saying, Oh yeah, this is who I am now, but this wasn't always so, you know, yeah. but how do we get to this point? And every day is a, you know, every day is a work in progress. There's always going to be days. I'm not going to fill up every single day, you know, but that's okay too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was thinking, cause um, Danielle mentioned that you had studied in Ghana I wanted to talk about that and then like, you know, your whole like Tiffany travels thing as a whole, but before we got into that, I did have a question about you going into social work. What is it that made you want to go into that, that field?
0: Um, so I guess I'm one of those people that have just always loved helping people. Mm -hmm. And so I know people change their major, but I've actually stuck with social work from the bachelor's to the master's degree. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's simply because I just wanted to um, help people. So when I was in undergrad, I was studying with um, children and families. So I went into DCFS, which is most people hear about that and they think that, oh, we're here to steal babies. We're here to steal kids. Like mm-hmm. that's, the, <laughs> that's what they think about. When you hear the word social worker, that's all you think, which is funny because I actually went into that. Um, but that's not the only thing that we do. We are in so many different fields from um, hospitals to therapy to even working with, you um, sports players and just all kind of things. We're um, in Target, They, they, uh, I've heard they hired uh, social workers at Target, not a big thing, but you know, there are jobs for us there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still small compared to maybe like, you know, teachers or different things like that where they actually have days, you know? Um, but the point is um, that was the purpose of me going into social work. And um, the last place that I worked at, um, because I was laid off last year. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's been a year. <laughs> it's been a year now. So it's yeah. time to look, look for work now. But um, <laughs> when I was working, and I was working as a group facilitator and I was working with African American pregnant women. Um, and just teaching them about health and different things like that, because our babies are dying at a faster rate than other people's babies. Mm-hmm. And I did not know this, uh, prior to me joining this job. So this is the reason why I like social work, because you could just be doing different things. And on, what is this? Monday or Tuesday, I'm actually going to be going with black women for wellness. And we're going to be lobbying, um, for these women, um,
1: on Mon- on Tuesday, I believe. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to do that as well. Wow. Okay. Like I have a cousin who's going and and an aunt who are in social work. And um, I don't know, I've gotten a little more familiar. There's still tons I don't know, but (laughs) it's interesting to hear like how vast it can be in terms of the different types of things you could be doing if you are, you know, in social work. Um, And the
0: the other thing is too, is um, they have traveling social workers. Um, So I'm trying to get into that field now. Um, the only thing that's holding me back is I don't have my license yet, which is the last step after the master's degree. Okay. Um, but I'm in, um, groups right now, but I don't have medical experience. So traveling social workers usually have acute medical experience or their license, Okay. Um, so since I have neither, um I'm kind of running into a little bit of an issue, but that just uh, makes me want to get my license even more so that I can literally travel the world and make money while I'm doing it,
1: right, right. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I looked at like your like about me section on your website. and i I noticed that you said you wanted to be like a traveling social worker and a motivational speaker. Um, but I was curious as to like what that looks like being a traveling social worker. So, um, I mean, can, can you give an idea of like what that would look like for you once you, you know, get started doing that?
0: Um, okay. So when I was in undergrad, this, a woman that came in and talked about international social work, and I'm like, What the heck is that? I didn't even know that that was a thing, mm-hmm. but apparently it is. Um, so ever since I've heard this lady come and speak in class, I was like, I wanted to pursue that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, they do have international locations that you could work at as well. Um, for example, I know somebody who is currently doing like military work, she has her license, so she is literally going to work, you know, the days that she needs to go to work, and then the weekend she's hopping to different cities in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that would be an international social work. She's still doing what she's able, to, what she went there to do, but she's also able to travel at the same time. And then, of course, I mentioned the travel social work, which is in the medical um, field of things. So for me, that's what it would look like. Mm -hmm. um like I said um I'm still working towards that but I definitely want to say that I will reach that goal you know within the next
1: couple years yeah yeah that's great at least put that way traveling social worker I hadn't that like gave me pause I was like oh okay what What does that look like? So So thank you for explaining that to me. (laughs) Well, I'm
0: glad you read that. That means you're reading the bio. I'm glad you read it. Yeah. Um, Because I was like, I I probably need to update that section as Mm -hmm. well. Um, because I'm starting to offer, or I started offering a service, mm-hmm. uh, which is like planning a uh, trip guides for people. Oh, okay. And that's not on the website, and so people are looking at the website. I need to make sure that they are knowledgeable. That
1: all right then. And so, um, oh yes, Ghana. Okay. So you did you study in Ghana, or did you like volunteer in Ghana? Okay, so back in, um, this was an undergrad. Okay, um, in undergrad, I would always
0: go to the study abroad office, mm-hmm. and I would just look at the brochures, and I'd be like, I want to go here, I want to go here, and I always said that I wanted to go to Africa, but I wasn't very sure. I think South Africa is like very popular. That always popped up, um, but I don't for it. Uh, I cannot recall why I never actually signed up for study abroad, even though I used to be in this office very quite often looking at Mm -hmm. brochures. Um, But I was randomly sitting in the computer lab one day next to this, uh, another student um, named Jasmine. I think I was being nosy. um, And I heard her talking (laughs) about her study abroad trip to Ghana. And so I was like, oh, like, give me more information. And she was like, okay, well, give me your email address and I'll pass it over to the contact person. So I didn't hear anything back from her or the contact person. So I kind of just like left it alone and didn't think too much about it. Well, they finally called me when they were ready to go. They called me. That was 20. It had to be 2016 um, because they wanted to have a meeting and we had to prepare because they wanted to tell us about the trip. We were going to fundraise. So that's kind of how it all started. Mm -hmm. Um, And in 2017 is when we actually went on our trip. So I did do um, a summer program there. Um, and so although I went to a four year university, this trip was actually through a community college, which is a different aspect, too, which I guess is good to know. That means that you don't have to go through your university. You can also go through another school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I had to take like a geography cap class, which, to be honest, I didn't really care about the class, but I had to sign up for the class <laughs> in order to go on the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were there for a summer. It was absolutely the best time, uh, I think of my life that year. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely loved Ghana. And, um, so we took the class and we were there. I, we were there like four weeks but I ended up staying an extra two weeks just to hang out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's funny because the girls, there were about 12 other girls and literally almost all of us still stay in contact Mm. um whether and they were black um hispanic hawaiian white uh we were all different backgrounds and we i just got through hanging out with two of them this week actually the two the only two that just had babies um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the other one, she went to Howard and got her PhD, and she's out in Maryland right now. And wow. several of them actually went to the same undergrad, are, are going to ma- getting their masters in social work now. <laughs> oh, nice. There's one of them in school. No, there's actually two in school right now, and there's one I heard going to the same school next semester. So it'll be like four of us from our for from Cal State Long Beach who will have their degrees in social work. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just toured around. We were able to immerse ourselves into the culture, whether that was uh, getting outfits made. We had a homestay, which I still talk to my homestay mom. Um, We got a chance to the food, dancing and drumming classes, hiking, waterfalls. Um, yeah, we absolutely had a wonderful time for a study abroad. So I encourage everybody, even if you don't like to travel, like, just do it for the experience. Um, and I know a lot of schools are partnering with, like, China and different things. Like, so wherever you want to go, I would say just go and try. Even if you can't do the semester, do the summer or just something to where you can get out there Mm -hmm. and study and immerse yourself into another culture.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. You okay? I had so many questions. Which one am I gonna (laughs) ask first? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, this was it was all women that went on this trip?
0: Yes, the summer, but the summer, I think the two years prior to that, it was a mix of the two, but this trip happened to be all women.
1: Okay. Including like the professor or whoever. Oh, who I'm went sorry. With you. I'm,
0: except for the person that went with us. Which oh, okay. Very interesting because then you have all the women and him and his friends. For <laughs> 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 an interesting mix. We had a good time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And you said this was four weeks during the summer, but you stayed an extra two weeks at yes. the end of the program.
0: Yes, I was there okay. for six weeks total. Yes.
1: gotcha. And uh, you said you had wanted to study abroad like you were always looking at like the options that were out there. Uh, had you been able to travel internationally before um, before this point?
0: No, that was actually my first passport. Yeah hmm. that was actually my
1: first passport spam. Nice, nice. I could probably assume, but why was it that you really wanted to go to Africa? You said that was a place that you really wanted to go.
0: Um, I guess I just always been into like my roots and my culture, which is funny because I don't feel like my family is like that. So I didn't grow up very, you know, some parents are very like Afrocentric mm-hmm. and I don't say celebrating Kwanzaa like that far, but like stuff like that, like it's all about black power. Yeah, my parents are not like that. <laughs> So I'm not even sure where I got this idea that I wanted to go. And I think I even told my grandfather one time, I'm going to Africa or we're from Africa. He like, we ain't from Africa. I'm from Arkansas. I'm like, Grandpa, <laughs> your parents came from somewhere. <laughs> Let him tell he ain't from Africa. And I thought that was just the craziest thing ever. Because I'm like, no, your parents and their parents came from somewhere. And it did not start in Arkansas. <laughs> 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 um, so that was funny. And it was just- Funny. Well, after the fact, uh, way long after I went to Ghana, we ended up doing our DNA test. We uh, signed up for KFC was giving away free family reunion. It was like part of this deal. So we won. We had to write an essay and we won. And our family went out to Florida to celebrate and or they hosted us in Florida and we are from Sierra Leone and Guinea Bazaar. I don't know even how to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to visit those places. But I think I just always been interested in Africa. And I always, I don't ever believe what the, the TV shows us. So mm-hmm. you know, late at night, that Feed the Children thing <laughs> comes on. I'm like, OK, I know there's more to Africa than just this. Let me go find out for myself. Mm-hmm. So Ghana just happened to be it. And I'm so glad that I started off with Ghana um, because Ghana is really like, I I'm, I know it sounds bad to say, I feel like I'm in Africa, but like, I feel like I'm in Africa in Ghana um, because you have the culture where although they have a very big Western influence that you can still still see the cultural garments, you can still see the different types of food in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, just different things like that versus when I went to like South Africa, Cape Town, um, and versus when I like just came back from Morocco, mm-hmm. very different experiences. So I feel like if it is your first time going to Africa, I would definitely highly recommend somewhere like Ghana versus the other two that I mentioned.
1: Yeah. Okay. I know that this is like neither here nor there, but I'm very surprised to hear KFC was offering something like that. This I hadn't <laughs> heard that
0: before. <laughs> yes, my my my, we are very resourceful. We will. My family, we find all types of stuff. And sure enough, my, we won. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that worked out for y'all, and you got to learn more about where you come from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really nice. And this program in Ghana, was it? What was the like the focus of the program? Was it like a culture program where you you were just supposed to go to learn about Ghana, or was it uh, focused on something else?
0: Well, I think the main point, well, I think the, how they got us there was we had to take this geography class. Right. When they were offering a sociology class, but the lady who, who had went the first year, I think she got pregnant that year, which is, I prefer, I like, like, sociology, so I was like, that would have been more along, you know, what I wanted to study. Mm-hmm. As much as I travel, me in geography, like, I'm very challenged when it comes to like directions and different things like that. So geography is not really my forte, but again like I said I had to take it in order to be eligible to go on this trip. So <clears throat> I think it was educational focused, but then I think it was focused obviously on the culture because we got immersed into the culture by like I said the dancing and drumming, the um we got a chance to go to the church there which was Not the traditional church. It was how, you know, they used to believe. I don't want to say like the sun and the moon, but yes, like the natural uh, resources, you know, who they give praise to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we got a chance to, meet. like I said, the homestay, I love, love staying in the homestay. Um, because like I said, we got a chance to see how these people live, you know? And like mm-hmm. I said, I've managed to stay in contact with her. And so actually I am planning to, okay, so I have been to Ghana several times. I've, I've been to Ghana at least five times. Okay. Um, and I'm planning to go back. I was planning, I wanted to take my mom cause she's never really wanted to go, but then she actually agreed to go. Um, so that was the main point of me going back to Ghana this year. So now my friends want to go and hopefully my sisters and my cousins will go. So I'm excited to take anybody back that says they want to go to Africa.
1: <laughs> mm, nice. Nice. And, um, Homestay. Yes. Uh, was that like the whole time that you stayed with the host family right, family, or just for a certain amount of time while you were there? Just for a certain amount of time. We went to
0: like three, three, or, three or four cities maybe. So we went to Accra, which is the main city. Cape Coast is where we had our homestay. And Cape mm-hmm. Coast is off by the water and that's where Elmina and the slave castles are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's our homestay was during those couple days. And so I think there was two to a house, so. Everybody had a different experience, but I'm probably the only one that probably still keeps in touch with my my homestay mom.
1: Nice, nice. Uh, what was that like for you? Obviously, you you got along since you're still in contact now. <laughs> but
0: um,
1: what was the homestay experience like for you personally?
0: Oh no, I, um, I love the homestay. She, um, my homestay mother works. I'm not. I don't think it's for the military or the government. Something along that that those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so she cooked for us and there was, I don't know, it was something like something simple as like some malto I don't know what she put in there, but it was like the best thing ever. Um, and I remember her just trying to feed us. They love to feed you. Like that's part of the culture. Mm. Um, I remember she gave us like materials to wear. We had a chance to go to where she worked at. And we got a chance to go to, like, a school that they knew about to, like, donate items and different things like that. And so the second time I went back, I met up with her again. And then this time, I would like to do the same for the people that I'm bringing with me. I want to do that homestay for them as well. Mm, Um, Because it just gives you a different perspective versus staying in a hotel, you know?
1: Right, right. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be really special to get to go to Ghana again and also um, introduce people like your mom and your friends to, you know, this place that has become significant to you. And I'm sure that'll be really fun once y'all get that together. Yes, I'm super, super excited just to Mm -hmm. kind of show them. It's like, oh,
0: I'm back home because I haven't been there about seven, eight years now. So I'm excited to go back.
1: Okay. Wait, so I'm sorry. When you went to Ghana the first time, what year was that? That was way in 2007. Oh, okay. Okay. So when you went undergrad, it was. 2007, okay, I think you said 2017 at first, unless I'm I'm sorry, I was trying to put it together in my (laughs) head. I'm so
0: sorry, yes, I'm sorry, undergrad, undergrad was 2007, and in in grad school, I can't recount, it's not study abroad, but we did, um, Howard did pay for us to go to South Africa Cape Town, and that was cool too because we it was based off of social work stuff, mm-hmm. um, so we got a chance to go to different social work agencies. We had a chance to go to Parliament. Um, you know, went to go see the, where Mandela was locked up at. Um, the only reason why I compare South Africa, Cape Town, to Ghana is because I felt like I was back home in Cape Town. Meaning, I I saw them selling clothes, but I didn't really see anybody wearing the clothes. And mm-hmm. I honestly still don't know what the local food was because I was eating ribs and burgers in Cape Town. And there was KFC there. <laughs> and um, So I was like, wait, did I just fly 24 hours to kind of see what it looks like back at home? Mm-hmm. Now it's beautiful there. Don't get me wrong. Cape Town is very, very beautiful. Absolutely. We did a safari and some people went to go see the penguins. I trust to get my hair done. <laughs> <laughs> instead of go see the penguins. But that was only because I lived in Howard at the, this is a side note. I lived in Howard at the time and it was much more expensive to get your hair done and on the East Coast and the West Coast and in South Africa. So I opted to get my hair done instead. And I should have went to go see the penguins, obviously. <laughs> but um, yeah, but that's the reason why I compare Cape Town to Ghana. And I always say, go to Ghana first. Yeah. I think you'll appreciate it more. Um, despite the scenery look. And, and Ghana is beautiful too, don't get me wrong. But there is something about Cape Town, the mountains and the beaches and different things like that, it's gorgeous. Yeah. But I I need I, I that feeling like I'm home. And I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't feel that way, put it like that. And a lot yeah. of the people weren't from there. So obviously you see there's a lot of white people from South Africa. And a lot of the people in, in Cape Town were not even from South Africa. They were from all over the place. So I like to see locals. Like I wanna see the people. I wanna hang out with the people. Like that's a big thing for me is immersing myself in the culture.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. And you said this was your first time uh going abroad. Like what were your expectations going into the first the program in Ghana since you hadn't been able to travel internationally before?
0: Uh, yes yeah, so since I did I had no expectations okay I was just ready to receive any and everything this was super exciting so I didn't have any I was open to everything and I'm thankful that I was okay. and also the um, the other side note about this has I mean what well, we went there to study bro but it was a new world to me in terms of the attention from the guys. That was a that was a new thing. We were like, "Whoa, okay." So put a plug in there. And they love plus size women. <laughs> they love all women. Let's 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 put that out there. They love all women, but um, they definitely okay. love a plus size girl. So I was like, "Wait, I'm living in I'm living in a wrong country. You know, why don't I live in you know Africa?" Oh, mm-hmm. um, so that was super super uh interesting as well yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny so,
0: like I said we had good times out there <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah it sounds like it and um well I know you said you like had you kind of moved between locations and you did a bunch of different Uh, different types of activities but like what was your typical day like like how was your typical day structured when you were in Ghana the first time so we didn't have class every day but we definitely had because since we were there for the four weeks we definitely had
0: class at least once or twice a week Mm -hmm. um but a typical day would really just depend on where we were at um so so one day I remember was dancing and drumming class and that's a workout (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're so hot, at we're sweating in there. Um, but that was super, super fun. Um, and then after that, there's oh my god, what's the name of there? The it's a it's like a bridge almost, but it's kind of scary because it's in the trees. So you're walking like this rickety bridge that has no like real sides to it. So it can be something like that. One day we were at the waterfalls. Um, one day we were at Elmina Castle, so so there was no, I'm not gonna say structure, but every day was something new. It wasn't like a routine.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. That must have been fun, you know, keep keep things fresh, keep things interesting. Yes.
0: (laughs) And And we uh, were free to hang out at nighttime too, which was, you know, always nice. So again, like I said, the our guide, his friends would come over and hang out with us at night or know just kind of talk and so again that allows you to know more about who they are what they represent and then we can kind of exchange you know cultures basically Mm -hmm.
1: and what would you say is like um i mean maybe it's probably hard now that you've been there so many times but like what what has been your favorite part about being in ghana
0: honestly as many times as i've been back I, the first time to me was still one of the best times that I had. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because it was my first time. So everything was so new and everything was so exciting. Your eyes are open to everything. Um, So I would just say that to me, that was just the best time about being there. Mm -hmm. And I would say it was a mixture of being with a bunch of girls. So it almost was like a girl's trip, Um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) hanging Mm -hmm. out with the local people um, at the, it's funny because at the time I did not, I can't even say the food cause I was very picky back then. I was not trying a whole bunch of things. Now you're talking about over 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago. Now I'm open to trying things now. So okay. I definitely need to go back and like, it, I eat the food here now, but I definitely am excited to go back and eat more of the food that I was not trying to try when I was there the last time. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so everything didn't go perfect on the trip but you know how they say when in Rome do other do as the Romans do so it was like when in Ghana this is what we do the truck broke that break down it's okay you know (laughs) Um, but but going to visit schools and you know giving out school supplies so every time I go back I try to like go to a school and the last time I was there I was there for a couple weeks, so I would go to the school every single day. So I was actually able to be more involved versus the first time I was kind of, oh, we're just here to, like,
1: give gifts, you know? Is that where that picture is from that you sent me from the first time you went to Ghana? Yes. And you volunteered at a school just to give out supplies? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you get to interact with the kids, too? Well, obviously Um, you did because of the picture, but...
0: Uh, that one was, um, she was just like my friend for the day. She fell asleep on me and everything. I love kids. So if there's mm-hmm. kids around, I'm always going to pick out one. Not pick out one like that, but one that kind of gravitates to her. She was looking. She was looking. She wanted my soda, so I bought her one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we were friends for the rest of the day.
1: Aww, that's so sweet. <laughs>
0: she's gonna like me because of soda, but it's okay. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. it's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. What did you do during the um, you said you stayed another two weeks. So what did you do during that time?
0: Um, I didn't I was really honestly just chilling there. Um, I We didn't really do too much because we had I had done so much for the four weeks that I was there. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of just relaxing and enjoying um, a crawl and enjoying people that I had um, already met while I was there for the four weeks.
1: Okay. And were you by yourself when you stayed or did other women from your, from your group stay as well? No, I was the only one that was there. I'm the only one that stayed behind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. And so that wasn't like, well, you had already gotten comfortable. So that probably wasn't like a thing, like a, a big thing staying in Ghana by yourself.
0: No, it wasn't, but I absolutely, you know, I was, I think I was over 18 at the time, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't tell my mom. <laughs> she did not know that I was there. so, <laughs> And we let her assume, or I may have told her, I'm not sure which one. I was like, oh yeah, my roommate's gonna be here. So she didn't worry the two weeks that I was there, mm-hmm. which mom is a my mom worries now, and I am have traveled so many places since then and she still worries. So imagine if I'm in this country. Right. <laughs> she knew about it. Um, but no, yeah, I was the only one there. I wanted my roommate to stay, but I can't remember why she couldn't.
1: Mm. Yeah, it sounds like you had a fantastic time. That's wonderful and so from there that was the summer after you graduated right no before I graduated oh the summer before you graduated
0: that was 2007 I graduated 2008 gotcha gotcha
1: all right so then when you went to when you went to Cape Town in grad school was that the next time that you went abroad or did you go somewhere else in between that time
0: no, no, no. I had been back to Africa. I had been back to Ghana. Okay. Before I think I went back to Ghana again in 2009, so like two years later. Mm-hmm. And then
1: 2010 was Cape Town. And uh, you said this wasn't, Howard paid for y'all to go, but it wasn't technically like a study abroad trip? Well,
0: I, well, I guess what well, we called it, um, oh my God, what's the name of it? Alternative Spring Break. That's what we called uh, it. Oh, okay. Yes. I've yes. heard of that. Um, It's simply because it's not that long. You know, it's not like a whole semester or even several weeks. It's literally like 10 days. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was the student council uh, social work president. Mm. And so at the time, I think the rules have changed now. Um, But at the time, president and vice president got a slot to go in. So we didn't have to apply, which is funny because the year before we applied and didn't get in, which (laughs) God only knew that we would, cause I had no idea I was going to be president next year. Mm-hmm. So he already knew, you know, we have our plans and he has other ones for right.
1: us. Um, so it true. was,
0: it was cool. We didn't have to apply. We were automatically in and it was interesting to see how
1: they do social
0: work from their perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. What was something that stuck out to you as being different from how we do things here?
0: Um, I think I don't know if it was similar to our DCFS, but sort of, kinda, but maybe on a smaller agency scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I just noticed. I remember his caseload being extremely high, like a hundred cases. It was something ridiculous. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I complained when I worked at DCFS, and I thought we had a high caseload. I was like, well, "I better stop complaining," you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a different way they do things. And we also got a chance to go to a juvenile um, prison, and that, that was an ex- uh, um, interesting experience. This was an all male prison, and you know how like normally you have lockdown for twenty four or twenty three hours. Like these boys, like that what was implemented there. And Mm. I thought that was crazy because obviously they're young, they're teenagers. Like they need, we all know that kids need to get out, get their energy out. So imagine being locked up for 23 hours. So I'm not sure why that was their practice. I just... About their mental health status after they got out, you know, Mm. and um, because there were so many guys in there, they definitely told us stories about things happening to them, Mm. um, just simply because there's gangs in there. And so, to get either it was either to get initiated into the gang or either like people having, you know, there's a lot of sexual abuse going on um, within there, which was, you know, obviously scary. Um, and you know, uh, they have guards, but how many guards can watch all these young boys at a time, you know? Yeah. What I'm and another thing I noticed that a lot of them have missing teeth and I could not figure I'm like what is going on? Like that's here. We see it's a uh, part of being like older, but again, it was part of like this gang initiation to not have some of your teeth. So wow. these are interesting things. And this is why I love to travel because we just see things from a different perspective or how they do things. Mm-hmm. And parliament was very interesting as well. We went to parliament and they was talking, the president, they was talking to him very crazy in this parliament. I was like, oh, I've never been to parliament here, but I was like, I don't think we could do that to the president here. So very interesting to see how they do things um, mm-hmm. in, their, in their government as well.
1: And then that was like, um, that was alternative spring break, so it wasn't that long of a time were no. you all like your group were you all together the whole time or did you have opportunities to explore on your own oh you mentioned going to see penguins was that something that was organized no, I, as a group or no i did the safari some people did oh, penguins. Okay. Um, but okay. that was safari was
0: our own time and actually i think only three of us went because that's one activity we had to pay for but I figure, when am I going to come back to South Africa? Lord knows. And I have not been back since then. It's been 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad I did the safari while I was there. Um, but yes, we did have some free time. At nighttime, you were free to do whatever you want to do. Um, I think people were out probably pretty late because in session, you would see people nodding go. <laughs> um <laughs> the next day um but yeah they have a street called long street and right of like a bourbon street where there's like clubs and bars so i'm pretty sure they went out several times mm. um, okay. while they were there so you have the option to do kind of whatever you want to do at at night and then i think we either we have free time maybe one day or two day i'm not really sure yeah
1: okay and you how was the
0: safari oh i love this safari i think my favorites are the elephant's um they actually got into our truck like their trunks um so that was kind of it's it's now i'm like oh yeah that seems so cool but when it in it we were like ah, you know we're a little scared Mm -hmm. um but they were okay they were fine so i think those were my favorites
1: okay yeah i love elephants too they're like my favorite those and dogs those are my two favorites animals so i'm glad you got to see them up close and personal <laughs> yeah why
0: well, I did i so i don't know how you are against uh with animals i don't know what your view of it is hmm. uh, but i know some people are like uh, they hate it um but i did ride an elephant in thailand oh uh, okay yeah so we were yeah. up and close with them we got a chance to bathe them um, I wouldn't ride again just simply because I'm a scary cat and a very scary being on top of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but bathing them, we had so much fun bathing them. Yeah. Like one of the highlights. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like the elephants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard like you're not supposed to ride them. I'm sure you're like weren't there trying to harm them. You just wanted right. to get close to the elephants, you know? I definitely
0: wasn't harming them. And we rode bareback, mm-hmm. so it's supposed to be less harmful um, just because they don't have like the seat hooked onto them. So mm-hmm. I was literally on their back. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't even know. They're so big, I don't even know if they knew that we were on there, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, because, um, I decided to get off cause I was, I felt like I was going to fall off when we were, and they're just a trotting along again. Like, I really don't know if they know that we're on them. Um, and so we, I, I say, I want to get off my cousins laughing at me and she's like, uh, you wanted to do this and now, you know, you're getting off, you know? And so I was like, I don't care. I'm getting off. I just felt like I was going to fall. <laughs> um, so, uh, we got to where we we're going to bathe them. And the man was like, do you want to get back on? I was like, do I have to? He said, no. I said, nope, I'm not getting back. I'll <laughs> bathe them from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and so my cousin decided to stay on because she was fine riding. So the guy told me, he was like, watch out because they like to, they like the water. So they like to bathe, which is again, why I keep mentioning, I don't think they know that we're on there. Mm. So um, the next thing I look up, her elephant wants to get wet. And so he literally starts to turn over with her on it and she falls off <laughs> her elephant. <laughs> and so I was like, at first I was like, want to make sure you okay then i was like that see exactly i my i was right like you were laughing at me but look at you you end up falling off you know <laughs> just how i was like uh-uh i think he's gonna make he I, I don't think i would have failed because he wasn't in the water at that point mm-hmm. um
1: but the point is <laughs> okay so that was 2012 you started your blog in 20 you said three years ago so that 2016 Yes. I think that was when I went
0: to Thailand. Yeah. Okay. I think I went for my birthday. My birthday's in November, probably 2015. Mm. So I think I probably started the blog once I came back, maybe like in February or something like that.
1: Okay. What made you want to start your your blog? I mean, I, I know you said you wanted to, um, to inspire people, but did something happen that made you want to start the blog when you did? Um, okay. So I think I was going to Tyler and
0: this lady reached out to me because she had a blog. And Mm -hmm. she was like, oh, I would love for you to write on my blog or whatever. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. And I can't remember why she asked me. So I think I can't remember if it was the first time I wore like a two piece uh in Thailand but I think I posted in this group and it got like a lot of attention so mm-hmm. I I think that was like the first post that I ever wrote about uh being plus size in Thailand mm-hmm. uh, which is funny because I really don't write too much about being plus size I think about 30 40 articles that's on the website I probably mentioned being plus size in about like five of them, Hmm. Um, meaning like that's not my main focus. But, yeah, that's basically how the blog started. But I do remember when I was younger, I think I would tell my aunt, ooh, I should start writing, but I don't think I ever, like, pursued it. But it was literally because she asked me to write something for her, and she never got – I emailed it to her. She never responded. Mm. And I was like, okay, like, this is going to be my first on
1: my own blog. And then that's how we started. Yeah. You know, that's a, you know, a blog about your, your travels and whatnot. Like, because you, since you started out with that study abroad trip in Ghana, did that first experience is that what made you want to become as avid a traveler as you are now?
0: I think that got the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always, my family has always traveled before, but we've done like cruises and like domestic travel. Mm-hmm. So I think Thailand was the, I mean, I'm sorry, I think Ghana was the thing that like, okay, we need to start going more international. Um, I just like adventure and and experiences. And Mm -hmm. so this is like, I'm like, okay, I love, don't get me wrong. I enjoy going stateside, but there's just something about like, oh, I'm going to Bali today. Oh, I'm going to Thailand. Like to me, those places are exciting and they're beautiful
1: and yeah.
0: And sometimes they're even cheaper to go to Mm -hmm. than some domestic places.
1: That's true. That is true. Do you feel like the way you travel has changed because you have a blog? Like, I don't know, does, has your approach to travel changed because you have in the back of your mind, like what you're going to write about or what you're going to post pictures of? Has that influenced um, how you travel at all? No, my,
0: my, whatever I do is what's going on the blog. Okay. <laughs> so I remember I told you, I don't care. Right, right. <laughs> I, know so- I know that sounds bad, but I think I'm to the point where it's like, no, this is this is me. Like me is going on the blog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is and I think people appreciate honestly, I think people appreciate me and my style and what I do. So it's like, okay, um I tend to do a lot of solo traveling. And because I'm solo traveling, because I'm not rich, um, you know, one day I hope to become to that point, but right now I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stay in hostels. <laughs> okay. I stay in Airbnb. Like I can't, people are like, I would never stay in either one of those. Okay, well, if you're traveling for two weeks, maybe you have it, but I don't. I don't have $100 to spend. So, I mean, of course you can get cheaper hotels, but let's say a good hotel is from 80 to $100 times that by 14 days, that's over half of my budget. That same amount I spend on a lodging can be on an excursion. That could be another flight to another city. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know some people, I mean, they, I think people like the way I travel for the things that I do, but I know everybody doesn't want to travel the way I travel in terms of lodging. Um, Mm -hmm. And also I do volunteer. um, I do volunteer trips. So some people are like, I could never do that. And I'm like, well, okay, that's cool. But I can't, <laughs> so I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is funny because I did two volunteer programs within the last year. Um, and <clears throat> one was the lodging was definitely <laughs> um, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one I did, the lodging was very different. Um, And so, but I have gotten people to actually sign up for both programs. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The volunteer program I did was in um, St. Thomas, or I'm sorry, uh, St. John, the Virgin Islands. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were rebuilding homes for two weeks. um, And then the one I just got back from in Spain was volunteering to teach English. Uh, So two different approaches, but it got me to Spain and it got me to St. John, you know, Um, So if me traveling isn't about an experience, I'm going to go ahead and do it. But like I said, for St. John, even though it's hard work because it's rebuilding homes, I've gotten so many other women to go out there and actually a couple of them are back for a second round, (laughs) Um, which I've only been once. So I'm glad that they love it so much that they're going back. And then this one right here, a lot of people. So this one I didn't tell people about because some people are like, I wouldn't want to stay, you know, how you guys did. and So I didn't tell people about this one in Spain. But then once I posted, people were like, why didn't you tell me? And actually a couple people tried to fill out their application, but I think it was too late to go with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes. So to answer your question, no. It is mm-hmm. what it is. It's how, of course I love hotels. and Of course I stay in hotels. Uh, but if it's just me by myself, I can't literally afford to pay hundred dollars a night. Right. So if I can pay twenty dollars or thirty dollars, like I did in Spain, um, you meet new people. The food, can, well, some of the hotel, i mean, some of the hostels actually serve dinner and breakfast. That way, you don't have to leave. Um, it's much more cheaper, and you get to mingle with other people. And mm-hmm. honestly, when I stay in the hostels, I can get a four-bedroom or a six-bedroom, and half of the time, the beds are never all full. So it's never, mm. it's rare when it's actually six people, actually four people. I try to get, mostly, most of the time I think they're women ones, but I've gotten mixed dorms too, and I haven't had any problems either. Um, I've convinced my mom to stay in one in Hawaii before, <laughs> and I've convinced my aunt in Martha's Vineyard to stay before.
2: Mm. Um,
0: so I try to convince you, like, just try, if you don't like it, like, less you don't ever have to do it again. Yeah. Um, but some of them, you have to look at the amenities. Some of them are very nice. And you can get private rooms as well. So you have your options. I The movie hostel was a mess, because now people are so <laughs> afraid to stay. I'm like, are you guys really like a horror film, really? Are you guys really mm-hmm. basic? And some people will tell you I can't go because I watched it. I'm like, OK, guys, come on now, Get together. Um, but I'm like, if you travel with me again, but if you travel with me, the good thing about me is you don't have to be stuck with me. If you want to get a hotel, um, get a hotel, you know? Mm-hmm. And if, if you want to share, we can share the cost. But if you say, hey, now I want the room by myself. Okay, well, we could just meet up for the excursion. You get what I'm saying? Or I can hang out with you. But the point is, I just can't survive two weeks, four weeks out abroad like that. Mm-hmm.
1: So like the the assumption Maybe is that hotels are more or safer, they have better amenities, whatever. But you personally living in, um, or staying in hostels and cheaper lodging, you personally haven't had like a major problem yet.
0: No, I haven't had okay. any problems. Actually, okay,
1: good. I'm,
0: good. I'm trying to think of where I've had an issue and I can't
1: recall anything.
0: I'm also staying in Airbnbs, which to me are just like houses. Mm-hmm. Um, met really great people at all of them so and I and I and I I think I just convinced my aunt I was like oh you should she's like she called me I don't even know why she was I guess she was calling for my advice but then she was like no I don't want to stay in air I'm like well, why are you calling me I'm gonna <laughs> try to figure out the cheapest option for you mm-hmm. and so she, while she was just like oh my god I love the Airbnb I wish I would have stayed instead of staying in the hotel and um, now she's promoting it because now she has a code where she can give people for $40. <laughs> I'm like, hey, we can keep giving out my code, you know? Um, so I, to me, I just encourage people to try it once. If you try it and you say, I hate it, okay, fine. Don't ever do it again. Mm-hmm. But I figure, why not? And I figure if you don't like to share with people, try the. um the private room, which is still, mm. it's going to be more expensive than a shared room. But I still say try that. You, I feel like you won't feel like it's bad, because then yeah. you get the privacy.
1: Gotcha. What has been the, your favorite place that you've traveled to so far?
0: So I think people always ask me that question. It's very hard for me to answer the question. Mm-hmm. Um I would still say one of my best trips were Ghana because I just had so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very hard for me to answer that question because I feel like every place was different and unique. Cuba was different from Colombia, Colombia was different from Thailand, Thailand was different from Ghana. Like they all they all, have something unique and special that I enjoyed about it. But I've def if you I guess if I had to choose would be Ghana because I've been back so many times. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could have been to other African places versus just going to Ghana. Um like Tanzania is on my list. Like that's I definitely want to go there. But um yeah I probably would have to say Ghana if I had to choose.
1: What would you say are the motivating factors when you choose like where to go next? Is it like how much the flight costs, or what maybe volunteer opportunities might be there. What, what is it that makes you choose each destination that you choose?
0: Um, so I would say since I've been laid off, it would definitely be because of the volunteer opportunities mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because St. John, they pay for our flight to get there. Mm. Um, Spain, um, I, I, honestly, Europe has not been on my list at all. Uh, Because I like the African, the Latin, the Asian countries. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, this time uh, I was supposed to go to Tasmania in January. I was at the airport and did not go. Yes, that was weird. It was my first time ever doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, and So I said, well, I still want to go on a trip. And so I saw Spain as an opportunity. And I said, okay, well, Spain's close to Morocco, let's hop over there. Mm -hmm. Um, But normally, if I'm working, I don't even pay attention to like the ticket price. It's just wherever I want to go. So if I say, oh, I want to go to Costa Rica, then I'm just going to check the tickets to go. Mm -hmm. Um, So price was never, what I looked at is like, okay, where do you want to go today? Okay. What do you think, what is it? Is there something that you want to see or that you want to do? And that's how I choose.
1: Okay. All right. And uh, I mean, it's okay if you don't want to share, but why was it that you were going to go to Tanzania and then you ended up not going even though you're at the airport. Uh,
0: so I think it had to do with me not working. I was like, should I be taking such a big trip knowing that I'm not working and I did not have a job lined up when I came back? Okay. But now uh I went to Spain and Morocco and still didn't have a job. So I think I got over like yeah, to just go. Right. <laughs> Um, you know, life is gonna be here when you get here and yeah, you just gotta go. So I I Mm -hmm. regret not going to that trip, definitely.
1: Well, hopefully you'll get another chance since that's somewhere you really want to go, somewhere that's on your list. Um and it was
0: super cheap. The tickets were five fifty from LA, which is very rare.
1: Whoa. Yeah.
0: So I messed up two on that end because I'm like, that was a cheap ticket.
1: (laughs) And where else was it? Um, You said it was Tanzania. Where else is it that you said you really want to go? I really want to go. I think it would be Tanzania, um, Bali, and Israel. Nice. And you just came from Morocco and Spain. That was the last trip that you did. Yes, that was like two weeks ago. I think I've been back for two weeks, two weeks or so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nice, wow, so you're all over the place. Wonderful, wonderful. (laughs) Um, Well, you already mentioned like the whole uh, lodging thing, like choosing hostels or Airbnbs. Um, Do you have any other uh, general travel advice, either for people looking to study abroad or just people who wanna travel more? Any advice you'd like to give besides um, lodging?
0: Um, I would say just go. I know a lot of people don't want to go because their friends or their family can't go. I am an advocate for solo travel. Um, Mm -hmm. I know people's main thing is I'm going to be by myself. You are absolutely not by yourself. Um, I highly recommend people joining Facebook groups. Um, You post and say, hey, I want to Bali today. And I guarantee you there will be somebody there that will meet up with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I recommend hostels because you get a chance to meet other people. Um, So I would say, don't wait on anybody. Just go. Yes, they're going to be nervous the first time. And you may be nervous the second and the third time. But once you get there, you will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say, in ter- I would say, do, do have like a travel fund. Um, something that, you know, if you're working, you put X amount of money into this travel fund. So by the time that you get to your trip, you don't have to worry about bills or anything. You know, you've already had it saved. Um, I use an app called Digit and Digit like helped me save like $800 when I was going to Cuba. Um, and it's simply an app that just literally, so if you spend $10, it'll take 50 cent out there. You spend $100, it may take $5. So it literally takes money when you spend money, but it's like you don't see it because it's going into another fund. Mm-hmm. And before, as long as you don't touch it, <laughs> before you know it, you'll you have reached a certain um, amount that could go towards your travel fund. Um, I also recommend doing finding other things to make money. Um, when I was working, obviously, I was not trying to look for things to make money. But now that I've been off, I'm like, oh, OK, so we can make money doing this. So I would say find different ways to put money in your travel fund if you can't or don't want to use it from your check
1: um, while you're working. And for for study abroad, was there anything that helped you to be able to participate in that financially? Um, So
0: I would say if it's your first time studying abroad, Mm -hmm. go ahead and ask for donations. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm not a big fan of GoFundMe, but sure, do a GoFundMe page. Um, But back at the time, I was in college, so people wanted to see me study abroad. Um, Now, if I went and opened a GoFundMe page, I think people would look at me crazy. Mm. (laughs) just simply because I've been traveling. They're like, why can't you fund your own trips, right? Um, But it was my first trip. So I think like one of my aunts gave me like $1,000. She gave me this money. I said, did you accidentally add extra zero? (laughs) And she was like, no, this is for you. And so I was like blown away. Um, I was in another program that I pitched a $1,000 for. They gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like my uncle gave me like an iPod at the time that was really big so I could have music to listen to. <laughs> <flight>. <laughs> um, and they were expensive, I guess, at the time. Um, and so many people gave me donations. So I would say if it's her first trip, like doing study or even if you spin it like, "Hey, I'm going. I want going to an orphanage to help these kids out. Can you help me?" I think your first time you go, people are definitely willing to help out.
1: Yeah, that's all really good advice. I appreciate you sharing your insight. Uh, oh yes, I had a question about your your website. So you mentioned maybe going into you mentioned YouTube a little bit. Maybe going into podcasting and. Oh, and you mentioned also the, the service that you want to make available on your site, uh, planning trips for people. Uh, I guess I'm wondering about your overall vision for, for your website, Tiffany Travels. Like, What do you want to see come from all that in like, the near future, if you've thought about that at all? Um,
0: I, I definitely would hope to create a business as well Um, there are travel bloggers out there that are making six figures, right? Um, But they are absolutely doing more than blogging. Um, They have courses and they offer services and different things like that. So I would love to create a course. Um, I would love to um, do more group trips, which is, I guess the first one will be to Ghana this year. But I would love to do many like retreats um especially with my social work background plus I have a background in facilitating like that would definitely be like yeah that would be ideal if i can bring people in front of me for healing or self esteem mm. or different things like that that would i think that would be like a big goal for me yeah
1: well i think that's that's a really where goal, go? I feel, feel like you're already on your way because you are so active in this travel blogging thing. What what would you say has been like the best part and the the most difficult part of running your travel blog?
0: Um the best part I think obviously would be um meeting different people mm-hmm. as I'm on this journey of being a travel blogger. Mm-hmm. Um I, the end is the reason why I absolutely love, love Facebook, is my number one social media site. Um, mm-hmm. Instagram is cool, but Instagram is literally pictures, right? right. Um, but Facebook is where I actually get to make the connections. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited because in September, I'm in a group called Nomadness Travel Tribe. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're having a conference in Memphis, and I'm going to be one of the speakers. There's a lot of speakers, um, but I'm going to be one of them speaking on several panels um so last year I went as an attendee and this time I get a chance to actually be amongst people and so for me it's meeting people connecting and networking would have to be the best thing and yeah. meeting people that I don't know you know mm-hmm. um, and again like I said I've been hearing a lot more oh Tiffany I saw your blog or oh Tiffany I read it or and I'm like oh wow thank you so I think that would be the best part I think the hardest part would be um, as a micro influencer um, I would love to work with brands but I see that it's very difficult um, because they look at numbers right um, so they're looking at okay you only have 1500 on your IG where somebody has 10,000 right but mm-hmm. is the 10,000 person actually influencing somebody or do they have like the best pictures right um, or do they have a, a great photographer? Um, so to me, I would say that that has been the hardest is trying to work with brands and trying to let them know that you are the best fit for the job. Other people see it. I'm like when other people read. So I think you question yourself, too, when it comes to brands, which you shouldn't, because in life and any business, people are going to tell, you no. they're going to tell, you no 50 times. Right. Um, I think about Disney, how he started, the owner of that. Somebody told him, no, and look at, this is a multi-million company, like, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But it doesn't stop you from being discouraged when you get no's, right? You're like, okay, well, is my blog good enough? And then you're like, but no, people are, the readers are telling me, they love it and they, they come to it and you know what I'm saying? So you have to make sure you stay the balance <laughs> in between the two and not knock yourself down. if somebody says, no, you have to realize, okay, maybe that wasn't meant to be, we'll move on to the next thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think in the moment, it's always a little bit difficult. right? Um, so working with brands is a little bit difficult, um, I would say for the most part, people are very, like, again, a will willing to network. But I noticed, too, that I would say in the travel world, is kind of small. And I noticed, and while I'm definitely, definitely grateful for the people that have come in because they worked hard to where they're at, I think once people see, like, a travel blogger and they have really getting. Uh, big numbers I think they get lots of opportunities you know so Mm -hmm. it's like okay there's not much diversity but I know this one she's out and about so we're gonna give her this campaign you know what I'm saying so it's like it would be nice if they would allow the micro influencer or the nano influencers to have um, you know space to get into um, but I'm not knocking the big people because again, they've been working for years at what they're doing, and you're right. just starting, you know. So I don't expect to go to the front. Um, I um, I just wish there was more opportunity for the micro influencers.
1: Yeah, I agree. I wish there was more opportunity for people who don't have the huge numbers yet. But um, I mean, congratulations to you on getting to speak at the you NoMadness know, conference. That's a huge deal. Congratulations Thank to you. you yeah um I've been aware of them for a, a few years but I don't like haven't participated in any of their like trips or anything um, but I know they're like a really big name especially as it concerns like like black people out there traveling because um, there are a lot of entities that promote that now uh, but nomadness is is really big so that's exciting um congratulations yeah. they're
0: like one of the first ones in the game now there's a bunch of you know black, Uh, travel groups that are popping up now. Yeah. uh, Which is good because obviously there's room for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, Which is, that's the good thing about social media. Like, it's like, okay, you're not running a group? Okay, well, you know, I have this group over here. Um, So yeah, but I think they are definitely one of the first ones in the game. Um, And it's actually my favorite group thus far. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a lot of
1: them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then um, there is one last question that I always end with. Is um, where can people reach you or keep up with what you're doing online if you'd like them to do so? Um, so
0: you can check me out on my blog at www.tiffany travels. Um, that's T I F F A N Y T R A V E L S. It's very important that you put the dash in between because if not, there is a white lady named Tiffany. (laughs) 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 She will pop up without that dash. Yeah. Um, And and this was when I first started, so I wasn't very creative. Now I wish I can change the name, but I feel like people are so many people are on to this site um, but my last name is Heard, so I would love to do a play on words. I'm sorry, I'm getting so off topic.
1: No, it's okay. Um, it's good. It's good.
0: I would love to get. I would love to get a play on words. My last name is Heard, like I heard you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just don't know if I should change it. I guess it's more important to change it now than before. Then you know, if it gets bigger. When
1: you blow up, Uh, yeah. Right,
0: Right, we got to manifest these things. We have to play. (laughs) Right. Um, So I would love to do a play on my last name. Um, I like the slogan, Where in the Herd is Tiffany? Mm -hmm. Um, But I know that's kind of long for a website. But anyway, back to your original question. Yes, Mm tiffany-travels.com. I am on Instagram at sweet tiffies, S-W-E-T. T-I-F-F-Y-S. I'm sorry. There's a lot of double letters in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing on Twitter, Sweet Tiffy's. Um, that's Twitter and Instagram. And what else is there? Um, I think I'm on Pinterest too, probably at that as well. Um, okay. On Facebook, it is uh, Sweet Tiffy's Inspirations on uh, Pinterest. Um, I, I Must admit, I'm not that good on Pinterest. I need to start doing better with that. Um, but yes, the, that is where you can find me.
1: Okay. So lots of options to keep up with. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's great. That's wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for um, spending time talking to me today. I really appreciate it. It's been so nice to meet you and I hope you've enjoyed um, our conversation as much as I have.
0: Yes, um, <laughs> absolutely. I know I'm glad we finally got it together. Cause I know we were like our schedules and different things like that. So
1: yeah, I
0: finally got a chance to talk. I'm sorry my camera didn't work, so you can't see me.
1: (laughs) That's okay. I've seen your pictures, so I have an idea (laughs) of of what you look like.
0: (laughs) That's why I was like, at least you've seen maybe I mean, but it would have been better if you could have seen me. But um, you, you have seen the other pictures. So, yes, absolutely. This was great talking to you. I'm glad um she referred me and i can't wait to hear the actual podcast when it come out i did interview with her but i think she said we may have to redo our podcast again oh no um, yeah but i'm
1: excited for um when yours will come
0: out and i will definitely share
1: yeah yeah i'll definitely let you know it's a couple months out um but i will definitely keep you posted i'll probably <laughs> need to follow up information anyway
0: <laughs> okay that's fine yeah just inboxing i'll answer
1: okay all right well thank you so much i hope you enjoy the rest of your evening and um this has been really great so thank you so much tiffany all right have a great day okay you too talk to you later Bye 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 (laughs) all right y'all there it is thanks to tiffany for being such a wonderful guest and i hope you like how this all turned out For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to check out guest profiles and resource lists on younggiftedandabroad.com. Also, if you enjoy what you've been hearing so far, then please continue listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or Acast, and as always, if you have questions or comments to share, or if you yourself would like to be a guest on the show, then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. So for the next episode in two weeks, the guest is going to be a relative of a longtime family friend of mine. And uh, this person got to study in Australia. Uh, I know we've I've talked to people who have mentioned Australia before but this is the first time that we'll have the chance to really focus on it so that should be really fun really interesting and you can look forward to that in two weeks but until then (laughs) thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time